This is Jack and Joe from Drazzled, the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. It's not enough to just point out when a movie is bad. Which we do. Or to discover why the movie is so bad. Which we do. We go ahead and fix the whole damned thing. Yeah, we do. Bad movies, good writing. A special brand of stupid. That's Drazzled. Find Drazzled at your favorite podcast spot. We are sure to razzle-dazzle you. When the kids are asleep, that's when dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. We have a very special guest today. He's the host of the great um, podcast called DeRazzled. His name is Jack Culbertson. I hope I got that right. Uh, Culbertson, yeah, yeah. You can say it however you want. Now, Jack, I consider you, and this is an honor, I think, you know, you're a connoisseur of bad film. Oh, no. Well, thank you. Thank you, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, um, has anyone ever told you that you you have a, a Wild West type of name? No. Really? No, no. You're the first. Yeah, you know, you, you, it, the name sounds like a, a character in a, like a old uh, Western, like a sheriff. You know, every time I hear your name, I think, uh, you know, I'm being hunted by like a lawman or something. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say that my my grandmother genealogy and that there is some old west lawman back there uh so uh maybe it's just traveled with me i wouldn't be surprised so what do you have today what 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 are you drinking today sir i grabbed some southern tier double i okay i got i got me some uh tennessee honey jack daniels yeah, very sweet and uh, burning at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. So, is I, this... I'm gonna I'm gonna start this episode off sure. uh, with a little game I just created for uh, this episode, and it's a Perfect. game dedicated to you. Oh God! Yes, uh, I want you to name. Uh, some movie characters. They can be TV characters as well. But you have three seconds to name uh, this uh, character. And uh, every time you name one, you're supposed to take a squig of uh, some liquor or whatever you have there. Sure. Okay. And the game is called You Don't Know Jack. <laughs> All right. Okay, I want you to name a movie or TV characters with the name Jack as the first name. Go. Uh, Jack Torrance. Okay. Take a drink. All right. Man, I'm so bad with names. You'd think that I'd be good at this. Okay, go. Two. Two? Oh, two drinks. Oh, yeah. No, second, second person. You gotta get name five. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking to take two drinks. I'm like, this is gonna be a rough game for me. Um, 
uh, Jack Sparrow. Ah, yes. Okay. Another drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. Uh, nope, that's Jake. Fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was thinking of Chinatown, but that's Jake. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, uh, one more. Come on. Man, I am, I'm, uh, striking out here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I've, I've just had, I have such a unique name that it's, it's, you know, I share it with Jack Nicholson and that's about it. I feel like there's another Jack Nicholson character where he's just like, yeah, just use my name. Just use Jack. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, The Shining. I give you a, a clue. Yeah, no, I got I got Jack Torrance. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, it. how about uh, this character was uh, played by like three different actors or four different actors. One of them being Ben Affleck. Chris Pine. Uh, Harrison Ford. Oh man, um, it's it's the clear and pleasant. the series, the uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I've never watched. Uh, well, I watched some of All Fears, and I was done after that. Um, <laughs> uh, Jack Ryan, is that it? Yes, yes, I got okay. it. Oh. Man, bring okay. the t- tonight. Yeah, yeah. What? One more. One more. We got. Um, I give another clue. Um, okay. You see him every every uh, every like Halloween and Christmas at the same time. It's a Disney character. Oh, Jack Skellington. Ah, uh, yes, you got it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know how I skipped that one. Yeah, you missed a lot. <laughs> I did miss a lot. Uh, I don't just my head will be filled with Jack characters. Like, ah, I forget. <laughs> you no, know, you see, I, I did a whole whole uh, game. Just based on you, you should be honored. Man, I I, I am. Um, I feel like one around your game, one around your name would be much harder. Well, I don't know. I mean, you got you got Raphael from Ninja Turtles. That's, that's uh, the one right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. And uh, it, it, there's only one in. You know, I I consider you uh, a connoisseur of uh, bad film. Oh no! Well, thank you, thank you. I think. I mean, that's the, basically the premise of your show. It is. It is. Um, I didn't really start intentionally watching bad movies until we started this show, uh, so I have a lot of catching up to do. Let's talk about um, your show. How did you come up with this show? Uh, Sure. So, yeah, we, uh, Joe and I knew each other from working on film together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we work with Ramming Speed Pictures. Uh, I direct, he produces. And Joe's always, always had a passion to, to podcast. And I'm like, I, I like podcasts. I don't know if I want to do one, but I came up with the idea to do a, a podcast where we, take franchises that have kind of died out. Um, we were thinking like Beetlejuice or Hellraiser or Elvira and making the next movie in the series. And we were going to well, call it like a doctor podcast or something like that. Actually, that's a very good idea. You should still do that. <laughs> we, we saw it on the back burner. Um, it's, 
it's difficult. It's it's a pretty difficult uh, thing to do. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, you got to work out the whole like storyline and everything, you know. Because uh, yeah, we we had started with Hellraiser. I'm like, man, we, we can't watch all ten of these. Yeah, uh, it's a bit daunting. Um, and then there's the books and there's the comics and like I like to do very thorough research, but. Uh, from that, we then tried to do a podcast called uh, The Story of Us, where we take a person um, and ask them, like, what story, what movie or book or, or whatever, when you were young, like, really hit you and why. Right. Um, which is another podcast that we, we might end up doing. But that uh, again, like a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally fell into Derazzled, which, like some of my, my other ideas that just work out. Came out of nowhere. I'm just like right. sitting, eating a sandwich. I'm like, what if we fixed the worst movies? Right, right. I mean, that's why I think your show is so successful because, you know, I don't think anybody's doing what you're doing. Which kind of surprises me. But yeah, yeah, I haven't run anybody else uh, doing this. Yeah. I mean, they do, you know, there are, you know, there's there's podcasts about bad movies. Mm-hmm. But you, you go the extra step, you know? We 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 do the stupid. We try to fix it. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, in my opinion, that's that's the thing that Hollywood should be doing. They should try to remake bad movies and try to fix it. Yeah. You know, instead, instead they they remake good movies and make them bad. It's like the opposite. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't watched the new Ghostbusters yet, but um, I mean, the, I don't think the, that's a remake. Yeah, no, that's not really. It's kind of a. Re- sequel slash reimagining, I would right. guess. I mean, Again, it's, it's set in the same universe, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's kind of a sequel, yeah. Uh, but even just thinking about the prior attempt, right? Well, that one was a remake. Yes, like you yeah. guys didn't really like Ghostbusters is fine. The second one's a little lumpy, but it's still good. Yeah, I mean, I I heard what their plan was. They're they're trying to marvelize it. Really. Everyone's trying to marvelize it. Yeah, so they're gonna do like multiple Ghostbuster teams. You know, a couple of years ago they wanted to do one with Channing Tatum and yeah, uh, I think Chris Chris Pine or something maybe. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that ever panned out though. I mean, they might do it again. Who knows? I don't know. Hollywood. Right. I think it's also like a lot of the information that's coming out from about Ghostbusters is from Dan Aykroyd, who's just yeah. like, do all of them, do all of it. And I'm like, Dan, you've got to have enough I money mean, by now. Don't worry about it. And he has, uh, I think he does uh, Crystal Vodka with this Crystal Skull Vodka. Yeah. Which I, I actually have one right now, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so, that. so upset. The. He he was doing a signing of specifically his Crystal Skull vodka yeah. in Pittsburgh, and it was the weekend we were shooting our film. And I was like, "Oh God, it's the one thing I can't reschedule." Uh-huh. So you, you got away this time, Dan. I'll get you. I mean, also, also Ernie Hudson's probably pushing it too. Yeah, I oh God, I love Ernie Hudson. Why hasn't she done more? I mean, yeah, I mean. He, he he shows up in a lot of TV shows, but not, not that many movies, unfortunately. And he still looks good. Yeah. Everybody else looks like old, and he still looks yeah. like, you know. 
you know what they say. Chris Chris right. Rock used to say, you know, black don't crack. Right. It's not wrong. <laughs> uh, Ernie yeah. comes out at the end of the what was it, 2016. I think was the last attempt. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are super tall. I had no idea because he's standing next to Dan Aykroyd, who's also very tall. Right. 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 I mean, a lot of people said that if uh, that that uh, the female version, if it was set in the same universe, like if they were like maybe related or something, mm-hmm. it probably would have done better with the fans. What do you think it, about that? So my my, th- my thoughts on the the female led Ghostbuster films or film one. There apparently exists a director's cut which is superior to the one well, that was in the years. That's almost every every like bad movie. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I I do want to watch that one before I pass final judgment, but I did see it in theaters and that uh-huh. was pretty rough. Right. I in fact I thought the the best uh characters in that movie, I actually really liked uh Chris Hemsworth in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be the person who's like, actually, the best part of that movie was the guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if they do, uh, also. if they do another movie with a whole bunch of new dudes, I'd actually mm-hmm. like him to be in the movie. He's a really funny guy. I'm so because like, I, I enjoyed him in Thor in the first two Thor movies and, and Avengers and whatever. But then in the third one, he's more comedic. I'm like, oh, you do comedy really well. I mean, all all I've I've seen him in a lot of comedies. Like he shows up in like um, small bit roles in a lot of comedies. And every time he's the best thing in that movie, in my opinion. Have you watched Cabin in the Woods? Yes. God, I love that movie. Um, I think it was the first thing I saw. Maybe not the first thing, but it was one of the first things I saw him in. I'm like, you you're pretty good at this comedy stuff. You're okay yeah. at being a Thor, but you're good at comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pretty good. Uh, he's pretty funny in all the Thor movies, that lot. <laughs> I I think as soon as uh, Taika Waititi got involved, I really enjoyed his character. Before that, I'm like, I'm enjoying your character. I'm not amazed by it, though. Yeah, but uh, you know, it could have it could have gone a lot of different worse ways. They could have gone real serious with it too. You know, with Thor, I'm glad they right. did the comedy way. Well, the first one they brought on uh, Kenneth Branagh, who's None for Shakespeare. Being yeah, but you a, know there was a lot of like comedy, like comedic elements with him being mm-hmm. a fish out of water and stuff like that in the first one too. Yeah, I, the part where he smashes the mug on the, the ground, he's like yeah. another. I'm like that's perfect, great. Um, and given the origins of the comic, I can see them going the more Shakespearean route, but it right. didn't. It doesn't quite translate for that universe. Right, right. And I'm glad they didn't go that route, actually. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Although I've never been a huge Thor uh, comic book reader in general, so I might be completely off. Well, I mean, I I, I, copped a, I collected a couple here and there, but never mm. really, you know, full on. No. Who's your um? Who are the heroes you follow? Well, you know, uh, I went through phases. It was like uh, Spider Man, X Men. And then, you know, uh, I, I flipped over to DC a little bit with Superman after the whole, you know, death of Superman thing. I decided to just check out Superman for a while and then flip back, you know, to X-Men 
in Spider-Man. <laughs> sure, then, yeah. I did a uh, I did a little bit of Captain America for a little bit, and uh, went back to uh, DC a little bit again, and then Image came out during that time. Right, right, right. You know, you're, you're a little bit older than I am, I I believe. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is something you're comfortable at, uh, answering, but like I'm about to be 35, so Image would yeah, have been. I'm, we're only like uh, you know seven years apart. Okay. So yeah. image hit me. I think I missed the mark. Like I was, I was too young for when Spawn and like the Max came out. Right, right. And you know, I I, I look back to some of those comics now, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Because <laughs> right. everybody thought that was like the best art in the world, and I'm looking at it now. I'm like, wow, that's really bad. <laughs> right. Like I, it's still fun to look at, but yeah. Like I've read some of the earlier Spawn comics, and like. This is not, it's not bad writing, but it's definitely, you can tell this is a guy who does mostly art. Yeah, it's mostly pinups. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, art's great. The story's like, yeah. Yeah. Even uh, when they, they got like, like Alan Moore and they got like Neil Gaiman to do stuff. Right. It still wasn't that good to me. Yeah. It, the, the 90s were a weird time for comic books. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to blame a little bit of that on, you know, Liefeld, too, because his influence really took over everything. Everything was like bulging biceps and like, you know, just I, like, I, you know, <laughs> pouches everywhere. I, I have to be honest, I do love the giant um, thighs with the pouches everywhere. Like, it's, it's easy <laughs> as hell. But I, I like, yeah, I, I'll reread those first couple of issues of X Force all the time. Right, right. I mean, you compare it to the art today. The art today is fantastic compared to stuff from the right. 90s, I think. You know, because they like, mix the old computer effects with the the coloring and everything. Everything looks <laughs> so realistic sometimes now. That was what I was just about to say. Like, the thing that has come the furthest since when I was reading comics in Little is the coloring. Yeah, yeah. It helped a lot. Um, and you can kind of see in the, the early 2000s, if you're reading through those comics, they're, they're just starting to figure out digital coloring. Yeah, yeah. But I now mean, they... I think uh, Image were, were some of the, the trailblazers in that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, I heard you were working on a comic yourself. Yeah, yeah, kind of on on the side, kind of a, a, a bucket list thing. Um, so I've I've if it's not obvious, uh, I've been collecting comics since I was very very little, and I've always wanted to write my own. Uh, that's actually the first thing I I started writing was comics, and, and that's how I got through high school. Was I would get super bored, so I would like draw and write comics. And then, like, do my home, do like the classwork on the side. Uh, so right now, I'm doing a, a little like six page, seven page uh, knife breaker comic. Mm-hmm. Um, knife well, breaker. You, you, did you used to draw it yourself in high school too? Yeah, but I I couldn't draw faces, so it's really weird. I um I start out with stick figures, uh-huh. and then the art style evolved as I grew up. Right. But the faces were still like blank, right? Uh, 
speaking of stick figures, have you seen like Diary of a Wimpy Kid? That that book is sold like millions, and it's basically stick figures. Really? That book. Yeah. I'm familiar with the title, but that's about it. It's it's um, amazing how like simple those drawings are, and it's making like millions, millions. It's like four four or five mo- live action movies, an animated movie. What? You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I I'm okay at drawing faces now. They're definitely more on the cartoony side than the realistic side. Yeah, uh, but that's why the comic is seven pages and not you know twenty two, twenty three. Right, right. Um, do you, do you draw? I know you. you yes. Oh, yes. a couple comics. Yeah, I used to be an illustrator. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you write and draw? I used to. I used to. I don't have the time to write and draw. It's a lot I, of work. I feel that. Yeah, that's awesome. I um, I uh, I when I when I create my comics, I I design most of the characters, how they look, and everything. I mean, logistically, I do that because of copyright reasons. You know. Yeah. You know. So, it's always like you know I created the character, so you know. <laughs> So basically, I do that, and I just let the you know the artists elaborate a little bit on it if they want, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I you sent me the uh, the link to your comicsology, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Because uh, you, you it looks like you're doing a lot of um, like sword and sorcery kind of fantasy stuff. Uh, some fantasy. I have some sci-fi stuff there too. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you there's a book I did called Flea. It's an alien invasion story. Okay, cool. Uh, I, basically, in that book, it's uh, how do I describe it? It's basically, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids okay. meet, meets Star Wars. All right, that is a that's basically a a you know like uh, an alien crashes to Earth. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the first first like uh 15 or 16 pages it's like the typical alien invasion story you know this guy he he's escaping these bad guys these bad aliens and coming to earth and trying to get this uh you know ancient weapon that's going to help them win this war and you know he crashes to earth and um the the, the big splash page is mm-hmm. a giant human foot about to step okay. on his his airplane, I mean the spaceship, and yeah. that's the twist. It's a, it's the alien is tiniest sh- as shit right there, you know. That was great. Um, and the aliens are also there, and you know the the humans are oblivious to what's going on. They think it's like a swarm of like uh, you know uh, flies mm-hmm. invading their backyard. So they're they're attacking all these little tiny things with bats and like uh you know gas and <laughs> and they don't know that there's a big intergalactic war happening in the backyard that can you know decide the fate <laughs> of the universe right now that's pretty cool yeah are you do you prefer um reading your comics hard copy or are you fine with reading them on like your phone or tablet or whatever i mean i'm 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 a traditionalist i like to read the book in my hands but you know I understand a lot of people. It's a little bit more expensive. It's cheaper to mm-hmm. get it digitally for people. So you know, I mean, whatever floats your boat. 
you know. Sure, yeah. I I also prefer hard copy. Um, occasionally, if a book's out of print and it's like crazy expensive to actually mm-hmm. get a copy, mm-hmm. I'll do the d- digital. Right, right. I mean, I'm also working on some children's books too, but uh, yeah, yeah, you said that. Yeah, I'm working on everything really. I like all genres. Um, did you film too? Did I read that somewhere? I I I've produced a couple of uh, documentaries. That's cool. Yeah. So you really do. Producer, I was a producer on a, on a movie, too. Nice. So you do do everything. I mean, I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to reading your comics. Yeah. Uh, the the couple of pages that Comicsology is like here, you can sample these. Um, look really cool. Yeah, uh, we we tried to do a lot of like computer effects on that. Those the, the digital stuff was really nice on that. Nice. Um, you you plan on um, still like drawing all of your uh, comics? Or are you gonna maybe get some like uh, some some artists to help you out with that? So, uh, knife knife breaker, knife the character. He's he's just a a guy who worked at a quickie mark who puts a paper bag on his head. It's a, co- it's a comic comedy right. comic. Right. Um, kind of like, it was a, re- like a kick-ass, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it started as a short film that we made as a film company. It, it's wild. Like the stuff that we've spent years and years working on, like mm-hmm. nobody watches, but then this thing that we made over the weekend, people are like, we really like this knife breaker thing. I'm like, I'm glad, but also here's my feature length film that, <laughs> We spent four years on. Well, like, so, uh, what's the name of this film, by the way? Uh, the Knife Breaker or The Feature? The Feature. The Feature is called uh, American Curse. We're still putting that together. Um, we, we just released a longer short film uh, called Out Goes She. Is, is there any uh, trailer available anywhere? Yeah, yeah. We, we put all of our stuff on uh, Vimeo. Okay. Nothing on YouTube. No, not yet. I'm trying to convince our um, our DP to, to put it over there. Vimeo tends to have a higher video quality, okay. whereas YouTube has a higher um, watch rate. So it's kind of like you're you're trading off quality for right, right. YouTube. I mean, I, I don't know if you can make um, I don't know if you you can make money off of views in Vimeo. Can you? I I think you. Maybe I actually don't know. I've <laughs> I've never assumed we would get to the level where it would matter, so I never looked into it. Right. What's that? Uh, that uh, that that social media site that uh, Zack Snyder always uses. What was... well, I don't know. I didn't know he used. He used some special like social media account that only he uses. That no nobody else <laughs> uses that one. I, every time, I like, every time you post something, is always from that. I have no idea. I I like love hate Zack Snyder. Like as a human being, I really like him. As a as a director, I'm like if if he on him. I mean, he has good intentions. He does have good intentions. He's trying to give the, you know, the DC movies a different uh, quality. You know, a more regal mythical quality i think he's trying to go with you know yeah. 
And if you're trying to be different from Marvel, uh, you know, that's a good way to go. But the problem is people don't want that. <laughs> no. They want happy, go lucky superheroes with a little bit of drama. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a good attempt, but, you know, uh, people like to see Superman happy. You know? <laughs> of, of all the heroes that could be portrayed as happy, Superman probably should be that. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea to do a serious, you know, attempt at it, but, you know, not at this time. Maybe. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. We need I, to see a proper Superman first, and then maybe in a sequel, maybe you can give him a little depressed a little bit. Um, years ago, I read this. It was it was actually before Joss Whedon had directed Avengers. He was talking about how superhero movies had already started moving into the postmodern era, right. such as directing Watchmen and um, Snyder pulled a lot from like The Dark Knight returns right like those are postmodern comics can i can we get in some like golden age rage comics first which is what he wanted to do with the uh, right. avengers right. Uh, right which is and, you know, uh, all the marvel movies are like silver agey a little bit you know yeah i, I absolutely agree um and i'm curious it's interesting as we, we're getting a flash film that I wonder how Silver Age it's going to be, while at the same time we're getting the Batman, which feels super postmodern. Yeah, you know, that's the thing with DC. Like, they don't know how to keep the tone. You know, no. it's like, uh, especially even with their TV projects, you know, they got Titans, which is super dark and super R-rated. And then mm-hmm. you also have Teen Titans Go, which is super bright. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Super kitty, and it's like you're, you're like fighting with your own fan base because those kids cannot watch that, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> vice versa. Right, like one of my favorite shows that has come out over the last couple of years is Harley Quinn. Right, right. Um, but I'm like, there's no way I would show this to anybody who's you know a kid. Exactly, and my daughter loved Harley Harley Quinn, and she, I, I don't. Yeah. Have, I showed her a couple of clips, but that's about sure. it. <laughs> Right. Like I showed it to my girlfriend who's an, an adult and yeah. I'm like, so you just, you know, there's going to be some rough parts here. And she's like, oh, you weren't kidding. And I was surprised they actually used some like big name, like DC characters yeah. in the show. I thought, wow. They got and then they used some like Z-list like Kite Man, which I'm like, you guys really crushed it with Kite Man. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, who, who would have ever cared about Kite Man? I, I really right. like Kite Man now. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't expect to want a Kite Man action figure. Like, thanks, right. Wes. Right. Um, <laughs> what... And then, you know, I, I think Birds of Prey movie was sort of like their attempt to try to copy that, I think. But it failed, you know? I, you know, I actually really liked the Birds of Prey film. I um, like parts of it. it so what, thing. Didn't, what didn't work for you? I don't, I don't, I don't like the ending. Okay. Yeah. Specifically, just like the the fight, the fight, or like the the whole um, ending, like you know, it's a kind of cliche how it ended. I, I thought it would have been, 
I thought the Joker should have probably showed up at some point <laughs> to have like that physical, emotional release with each other. Like, I, what if he showed up at the end just to screw up everything? You know, that would have been nice to see. Like, you know, the stories about Harley Quinn moving past her relationship with him. Yeah, but we don't actually see Jared Leto. Yeah, we don't see it though. I wanted to see that. Me too, and I wonder. Could they not get him? Like, was he kind of over it? I I don't know. I think he would have done it because he came back for this Jack Zack Snyder. That's he did. Um, I, I can I can see where you're you're going with it. I I do like it. I I also really like Margot Robbie. Yeah, um, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, she's right. right. Anything, you know, I could watch um, her in anything, but uh, that the beginning part where she's like beating up everybody that I like that part. Like in the police station and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, have you watched I Tanya with her? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a <sighs> wonderful. Like she's wonderful. She's such an amazing actress that she can do comic book films. Not that you don't have to act for comic book films, but right. more Surface Slayer. And then you can turn around and do like an Oscar worthy performance in I Tanya. Um uh, yeah. j- just amazing. And Sebastian Stan was great in that too. Yeah, I I didn't know what to expect from him because his Winter Soldier kind of is hit and miss for me. Right, right. Um, I mean, I, I think he's an underrated actor though. The, the more I see him, the more I like him. He's still on the fence for me, but I I am enjoying him. Have you seen those memes with him like uh with the they, they kind of merged his face with Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of uncanny. I really would like to see that movie, actually. Yeah, I... I think he could pull it off. I think visually he could pull it off, but, like, my... Like, the voice of Mark Hamill is so distinct in my head that it would be really weird to hear. I mean, uh, maybe that's the reason why Solo didn't really work, because I didn't think that the actor pulled off the tone of you know, Harrison Ford as much. And I don't even think that he's a, a bad actor. Like I've seen him in no. some other stuff. I'm like, no, you're good. Um, like you aren't Harrison Ford. And right. once we've been with this character for, you know, however many years, you can't really be, although that, that said, um, oh man, what's his name? Uh, who played Lando? Yeah. Yeah. He was good. He was good. I'm like, you're not Billy D, but you're also really good. Right, right. I don't mind seeing you as Lando. Right. And I'm surprised they went uh, there with that character. Like, he, he's like, what was it? Like, he, he he's a, he's like a new, like, uh, like he's, he, uh, he bangs robots, I think, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do you call uh, Donald, Donald, Donald Glover is the, the actor's name. No, I know, but like, like, what do you call a person that bangs robots? Um, Robosexual? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> um, like, all I'm, I'm thinking to, I'm of... I'm trying to get a, get a term, a right term there. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm sure it exists. Like, sci-fi has been around for a long time. Right. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, people have, like, real dolls, right? Those right. robotic dolls, I guess. See, my, my mind immediately went to... David Cronenberg's Crash, which are people who are oh, aroused. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, uh, what was that? 
What was that other movie he did? Uh, Existence. Did you see that one? Yeah. So it all it has a special place in my heart. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that was a really weird good. one. The tumor gun. The tumor, the the tumor gun, and then there's the gun that he makes out of mutant lizard bones. Yeah. Yeah, uh, was it wasn't it the Chinese food or something he made it out of? Yeah, yeah, he like eats the mutant lizards for lunch and then takes the bones and creates a. I mean, who a thinks of, of that stuff? That 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 guy's insane. <laughs> and his son is carrying the torch. Um, I did not see uh, that movie. I heard it was good. Do you remember what it's called? Because I'm having a hell of a time remembering it. Uh, something Opolis or something. Oh, um, I think that might be the. F- he he's directed two films. The second one is called Possessor. Oh, I heard about and that. I really enjoyed it, but it's mm-hmm. definitely bizarre. Like if you like early Cronenberg, you'll probably like this. You know, it's it, can you believe it's, it's amazing that he almost directed Star Wars? Like a, right, a Return he, he of the Return. Yeah, him and then David uh, David Lynch. Right. Um, was also up for it. I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, like, there's an alternate reality where that happened. <laughs> like, I know David Lynch is a little bit adaptable, so he might have been able to do it without making it bizarre. But I don't know that right. David Cronenberger is. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> yeah, um, Cronenberg did Dune, right? He did. Uh, Lynch did. Oh, Lynch. Yeah, Lynch did Dune. Um, which I have. I've I've tried to watch it. Um, it's a it's a pretty slow one, so I'll have to try it. It's it's, try a, it. it's a really it's mad. It's really yeah. mad. Because <laughs> like all the characters, you can hear their inner monologues, and it's it's so okay. weird. Interesting. I've only watched of the Dunes. I've only watched the one that was made for TV. Right. Um, sci-fi? I, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to watch both the Lynch one and the, the newer one as well. Oh, you didn't see the new one? Okay. Not yet. I was trying to see it in theaters, but, you know, it's hard to, hard to get there sometimes. I mean, uh, you, you, saw, you don't have HBO Max, right? I do. I was just like, I, I knew that it would have been awesome on screen. So I, I'll probably give it and watch it on HBO Max. Right, right. I mean that. I think that you Jackman movie is on HBO Max. If you want to try to watch it, <laughs> well, if it's between Dune and that one, I'll probably go with Dune. <laughs> Are they doing Razzies still though? Like I, I, since they they stopped doing like uh, uh, like most movies like that. Like, are they still doing it? Yeah. Um. I don't know that they have a televised event. I've watched archived video of previous uh, award shows, and they're they're kind of. You know, low budget. <laughs> yes, I mean, the like, when did they start doing it, though? They started in, I want to say, 1982? Oh, not that, not that long ago, actually. No. Um, there's another award ceremony called the Stinkers that is pre-existing the Razzies, uh, that, but is not as famous. Right, right, right. So um, what was the first... Razzie movie. What was it? I 
Oh man, I'm gonna get it wrong. I I want to say it was like Xanadu or something like that. Oh, wow, I think Xanadu yeah. was at least That's nominated. Nice. That would be deserving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know not. I know Xanadu was at least nominated. I don't know if it won. What was that? Um, was that movie Zardos ever uh, <laughs> nominated? I think, was I think Zardos might be might predate it. I think Zardos might be seventies. Well, that that was a weird movie too. I've watched the trailer, and it's it's been on my watch list for a long time. Uh, the I guess in one way it's cool that the Razzies do this, but it also eliminates movies like Zardoz. Oh man, they, I remember they, seeing that kit that movie as a kid, and I was like, <laughs> "Why is James Bond in a diaper or something, walking around <laughs> yeah. naked with long hair?" It's like a long uh, ponytail and a giant floating mouth that vomits guns. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a subtle movie. I mean, you, you know what Zardoz means, right? No. It's a, it's a po- post-apocalyptic future. But like, it, it was, I think it was Wizard of Oz. But some of the letters were missing. Okay. And it's, and it's spelled Zardoz. <laughs> All right, I I need to watch that film. I I do. <laughs> I like. I mean, a lot of the the seventies post apocalyptic movies are actually pretty entertaining. I think, and for some reason, the seventies had a lot of those. You know, I I wonder if it's sixties and seventies had a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Late sixties, though. A hangover from Vietnam, and then a distrust of the government falling Watergate. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, I can name, that's for a smarter <laughs> podcast. I can name like a cold bunch like uh, Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. You ever seen mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Omega Man, which I yeah. think is better than the Will Smith movie. I haven't watched Omega Man. I, I'm familiar with it and I know it, that um, it's based on what? I, I Am Legend? Is that what yes. it is? Yes, yes. And uh, The Simpsons did a good version of Omega Man. <laughs> But they're you know what? Horrors. I could see them. Oh God, I love the Treehouse of Horrors. Uh, Joe, my co-host, is a huge Simpsons fan, um, but I'm—I cheat. I only really watch the Treehouse of Horrors. Right, right. Yeah, those uh, are the only good ones. I only watch that, and I never watch the rest of the season two. Oh, no, um, people are like, "Do you like the Simpsons?" I'm like, "Well, kinda." Yeah, I think they're doing Christmas ones now, and they're kind of funny now. They're doing just they're doing their version of that too. Uh, yeah, so they have Sonic Green, Omega Man, and then you had the Planet of the Apes movies. Well, I think Logan's Run was around that time. Logan's Run. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you have T. Was THX one one three eight probably yes, early yes, 70s, 70s, yes. which uh, is super underrated in my opinion. But right, right. And, um, oh, have you ever seen a movie called A Boy and His Dog? I downloaded the book version off of Audible the other day because it's 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 free right now. Um, and the dude from Miami Vice is in it. I want to say yes, yes. I actually, you know, it was on YouTube for free, really? and I watched the whole thing the other day. <laughs> It, it's definitely like post-apocalyptic. Um, I yeah. haven't. I don't but know anything else besides that. that. That's a movie that could never be made today. 
Uh, yeah, I've heard it's a little, little rough. Probably not the most politically correct film. Yeah, it's basically a guy trying to rape women. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a rough one. <laughs> yeah, but it has the weirdest ending in the whole world, I think. Really? Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it's about a like a, a mutant dog that can talk mentally, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 anybody out there um, just watch the trailer. The trailer... <laughs> pretty much tells you exactly what you're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I, I saw another movie from the 70s. It was like another post-apocalyptic movie where like uh, rats have evolved hmm. and they they live underground and they're smart and they uh, they grab people. I forgot the name of this movie. Uh, yeah, that one's, that one's escaping me. Is it Rabid? Um, Rabbit to Cronenberg. I, I know there was a movie like that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you. I just can't think of it. Um, I might start. <laughs> you could. There's plenty of them. Uh, I would, I would like to read into, like, why exactly they were so popular in the 70s. I, I, I think it's probably The Hangover from Vietnam, but I could be wrong. Right. Right, 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 right. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of other movies. That there's so many, yeah. so many um, sci-fi movies from that era. I, me personally, um, so that era of film is called uh, New Hollywood, not specifically the sci-fi, right? But uh, the like late '60s, the very late '60s into the '70s, and then pretty much stopping at 1980 on the dot uh, is New Hollywood, which mm-hmm. is when the old Hollywood system collapsed and they decided to invest in younger filmmakers, which are, it's weird to think of now, but that would be like Steven Spielberg and Francis Ford Coppola. Right. Uh, or Stacey. They were like we little babies back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, guys, just do whatever you want. Like we just, we don't know how to make money anymore. And that's why you, <laughs> he's like very experiment, experimental films. Right. I, I love them all. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why they were good, because they were experimental. You they know? were allowed to, to try things out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to get that these days, because everything is about, you know, franchise and franchise this and franchise that, you know. Uh, and, if you I know, had... the, 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 I did like um, Mad Max Fury Road. I did too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So more of that, I would like. If I had to guess, those movies, they're still out there. Probably not the same budget, but the amount of films that are coming out every year, there are a lot more now than there were in the 70s. Oh, did so, you see, um, I think it was called Turbo Boy? I think so. You know, I think I think I watched the movie, but I think I listened to the soundtrack first because it's kind of like a synthy. Yes, yes. Thing. Um, that movie yeah, felt like a seventies like sci-fi movie to me. Yes, yeah. Um, God, and there's another one that was similar to that. Another like great soundtrack film. Um, I can't remember it. Did you see that? Uh, oh, there's there another one uh, with uh, Jason Momoa. And everybody's like a cannibal. 
No. Living in the desert. No, that that sounds cool. I, I have not heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I think Jim Carrey's in it, too. And Keanu Reeves. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Okay, I'm going to have to look up this movie because that's that sounds wild. I forgot the name of this movie. It's 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 pretty wild. It's the pacing is a little weird, but it mm-hmm. felt like a like an also seventies type of movie. Okay. Yeah, you should check what it do you out. Think of, I, I definitely will. Uh, what do you think of modern day Jim Carrey? Uh, it's it's weird. Like he sometimes he wants to be all serious, and then he does Sonic. You know. <laughs> That was pretty much my thought as well. Yeah. He, he does a whole bunch of serious movies that tank. Then he does Dumb and Dumber 2. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he kind of lost his magic for me. I don't know. I I know he went through a tough time personally, which... That, right. That, right. Um, right. But he, he came out the other side and... The problem like with a lot of like comedic actors, and I think uh, the same thing happened with like uh, Robin Williams towards the end too, mm-hmm. is you know a lot of times their comedy movies are not viable anymore, and what you... you know they try to branch out, and sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not, but then towards the end they just kind of peter off, you know. Yeah, that's what happened. Which is weird to think of. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even even Eddie Murphy. I mean, uh, did you like Coming to America Part Two? I uh, I haven't watched that one. I I've watched the first one. I enjoy it, but uh, and I I really like Arsenio Hall, so I do want to check it out at some point. But uh, I can't imagine it's any good. Yeah, I mean, the the best Eddie Murphy movie I've seen in years was the the Dolomite movie. Did you see that? Okay. No, no, I'd, I'd like to though. Is it good? Yeah, it was. It, it's probably the most lively and entertaining I've ever seen him in a movie. Oh, okay. So why do you think it is that these comedic actors from our childhoods, Rob Williams, Eddie Murphy, uh, Jim Carrey? And Why I, you think... I, I'm gonna put Seth Rogen in that too because it looks really? like yeah his 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 brand of com- comedy is kind of like dying out it seems. Why Why do you think that is? Because you know when they come out first, their comedy is is new, and it's funny, but after a while people get tired of that, and <laughs> you know another comic comes in and takes the spotlight. Comedy is like that. It's like an oversaturation. Right, right. Yeah. Because, you know, everything's all PC now. So, mm-hmm. like, the the same brand of comedy that Seth Rogen does is not really popular anymore, it seems. When's the last th- time you saw a good comedy? <sighs> I'm probably the wrong person to ask for that because I don't watch a, a whole ton of comedy. Right. Um, but I, I feel like there's certain actors that they're their shtick would be fine. Um, Robin Williams specifically, I mean, unfortunately we didn't get a chance to really see if he could perform um, well in, in current times, but 
his he was able to take his humor, his style, and adapt it to what was what he was working on. So he could do kids' movies, he could do adult movies, he could yeah. do HBO level movies. But like towards towards the end, he was you know his career was kind of like not that bright anymore. No, and I I wonder why that is because I don't think it was him as a performer. No, um, and I watched him in I think worlds. World's Greatest Dad was the last film I saw him in. Okay, that was a dark movie, though. It was very dark, yeah. Uh, and I don't think he did a bad job, but it was a it was a it was a tough script, a tough movie to get through because it takes a really hard turn halfway through. Right, right. And I think that the title is a little bit misleading. You think it's going to be a comedy, bright comedy? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. I want to say. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You see, like his name, and then you see Rob Williams, like this is gonna be hilarious. And I, I agree mean, that I think right so now funny. the biggest comedic actor right now, the most successful right now, is probably Kevin Hart. Do you think so? Right now, I think. I I don't have a somebody I have in mind that's that's more likely. I I'm just uh... his. Uh, I think his last seven or six movies have all been hit movies. Okay. I've only yeah. really watched Jumanji films, which I well, liked more than I expected. Yeah. And and also now his uh, Netflix show is also like a big success too, I heard. Too. What's his um, Netflix show? Uh, he, he does a show with uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, really? Okay. I think it's called True Story. I'm not I'm not sure if that's the real title. Sure. But, uh... Man, I haven't seen Wesley Snipes in the movie in forever. Ever. I mean, Wesley actually has transitioned into a comedic actor. You know what? I I can see that. Have you ever watched uh, Two and Crew? Yes, but you know, he was actually the best thing in uh, Coming to America Part Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can see him. I can see him. I'll have to check that. Also, the best thing in uh, Dolomite. He played a uh, an, really? uh, an eccentric director. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm that movie out. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, another person I got to add to that list. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, he was really big. What was he in? Uh, uh, oh, Adam Sandler. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he his his uh popularity kind of waned as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I as as far as your theory of people kind of getting tired of their particular style of comedic comedy, I would definitely say that applies to Adam Sandler. Right. Uh, I remember thinking he was like hilarious as a kid. Right. Right, and I he mean, after a while, you grew out of that type of humor. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I can still watch like Waterboy, and I'm like, I'm enjoying this partly because of nostalgia. Um, but when he does pretty much the exact same thing now, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I mean, you know, like for instance, uh, every movie Seth Rogen did, he plays like a pothead. Yeah. So it's you know after a while that gets kind of boring, but I see now that he's trying to do some some serious roles. So you know I mean 
maybe he's trying to break out of that too. You know. Well, that that worked for Robin Williams for a while. He was yeah. doing more serious roles, and even um, did you see Uncut Gems? Yes, yes. Um, uh, I don't know. I I thought his performance was a little over the top. Really? Oh God, that was like my favorite movie that year. Um, Everybody else felt more real to me. I don't know. I, I felt like he was a little bit over the top. I could, I could maybe see that. That the whole movie felt like a panic attack for like two and a half hours. Right. And uh, I did not say, expect like, that ending though. Oh God, that was that was a. Uh, once you get to like the last ten minutes, I was like, yeah, this this is how it's going to end. But it's still like it hit really hard. It really did. It really did. I was kind of hoping, like, oh man, he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it, but you know. Um, I want to say that's uh, what the Softy Brothers. Soft, yes. Soft. Yes. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do next. Uh, because they did uh Good Times before that. Yeah. Which can was you also imagine, them, imagine them with a like a big budget movie. God, I don't. I I hope it happens. I, I'm surprised like Hollywood hasn't snatched them up yet. You know. Yeah, me too. Actually, you know, uh, I, you know, I I think, um, their their brand of directing would have worked well for the Joker. Yeah, no, I I could absolutely see that. Yeah, uh, it as dark as that movie already is, I feel like it would be even darker. Yeah, I think it it was kind of holding back, in my opinion, too. So, I think so. Yeah, they could have gotten more deeper. I feel like. I was expecting. I'm so used to movie uh, superhero movies holding back in general, right? That that little bit that they didn't hold back, I was like, oh, all right, okay. But yeah, they they absolutely could have gone darker, right? I mean, they played around with you know the audience a little bit, like uh, if if things really happen or if things didn't really happen, you know. Yeah. Like, the. Uh, unreliable narrator right you don't know if he even you know like killed a lot of, of the people that he said he did mm-hmm. or if he if they even existed or not you know you're not sure i feel like so did you did you enjoy it i mean i liked it i mean okay. it's not it's not really the joker you know i grew up with you know because sure. i mean i feel like i hate when they give villains a backstory sometimes sure i liked i liked the joker being mysterious i hated that they connected him with bruce's parents in the original burton movie i liked i liked the way chris nolan did it you know he he had basically no background he just came out of nowhere he's just a force force of nature you know have you read uh i think it's jeff john's three jokers I did not read it, but I, I, I heard about it. It's uh, so I, I started out as a, I it really felt, dislike it Jeff John. convoluted, though. Um, it is a little bit, but not as far as comic book goes, it's not terribly convoluted. Uh, it, it explores the theory that there are mar- multiple jokers, uh, because throughout comic book history, throughout right, right, history, it keeps changing, yeah. Yeah, um, so he designates three different Jokers for those time period shifts. 
Right. And, and just plays with that. Uh, and it's, it's really interesting. I, I don't know if I would want to keep it a part of the main canon, but it's right. uh, like a thought experiment. It's pretty interesting. And it's very well drawn. Was, wasn't the twist was that uh, there was a fourth Joker? They were trying to make a fourth Joker. Okay. Um, and I, I, th- I want to say, it's been a minute since I've read it, but I want to say that they wanted to specifically take Jason Todd, the Red Hood, and make him the fourth Joker. Right. Right. I think uh, uh, that was the theory going around with the Jared Leto Joker, too, that he was actually Jason Todd or something. There is a Frank Miller comic called The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which I'm not a fan of personally, um, where Jason Todd essentially becomes the new Joker, uh, because in in Frank Miller's universe, the the original Joker died in the first book. Uh, right. Dark Knight. Yes. Um, I think it's a pretty pretty uh, stupid idea, but hey, you know, if somebody likes it, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, it seems like Zach uh, bows to the altar of uh, Frank. So yeah, Frank Miller and Alan Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another actor, uh, Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to him? His comedy doesn't fly anymore with general audiences anymore. You know. But he was good in his time. You know. I what was I watching? Oh, we we on Durazzle we did an episode on um nothing but trouble. And I wanted oh, to Chevy see... Chase. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely although admittedly I, I'm not a huge fan of Chevy Chase's humor. Right. I was like what if we what if they were to cast Steve Martin as that character rather than Chevy Chase, because Chevy Chase, even if you do like his humor, he's really bad in that movie. Like right, he, he right. pretty clearly did not want to be there. Right, um, right. <laughs> but that's most of his roles. I, I feels that he just doesn't want to be there. Yeah, that's what I get. Uh, I get that feeling from most of his movies. Yeah, I'm like, I are you just doing this for the money? Like you don't seem like you want to be here, dude. Yeah, I mean, at one time he was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. This hit after hit. Same thing with uh, another uh, actor. What's uh, I'm gonna name another one. Um, I mean, I mean, Steve Martin was also doing a lot of hit movies. I'm uh, I'm I'm losing you a little bit. I wonder um, if something's wrong with the app. I mean, I'm hearing you fine. Okay, let me see if I. Okay. Um, what was the last thing you said? Uh, I was saying like how uh, Chevy was like the biggest star in Hollywood at one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in Nothing But Trouble, he had a larger uh, payout than did Ackroyd, who was directing, writing, and thing. And uh, threw it in his face, which is it's really shitty because they were friends at the time. Maybe maybe still friends. I heard but... he's a real asshole though. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. I'm I'm not a huge fan of him either as a performer or as a person. Right. Yeah. And um, the the best thing about that movie though was the dick nose. <laughs> yeah. It. I'd never watched it before we, we covered it on Durazzled and uh, 
that certainly caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, we we count different appearances of the uh, the Dick Nose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think of all the movies we've covered, that's the only one that I ended up liking in the end. I'm like, you know what? I actually do want to watch this movie again for fun. Right, right. Whereas everything else, I'm like, God, I never want to see it again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's some some movies that are irredeemable. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and a lot of them are. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you have you uh, have have you lined up all the movies that you're gonna do this year in advance, or you just um, play by ear? We we have the rest of so we're we're counting them in, in seasons. Uh, we have the rest of season one lined up, and then we just started lining up season two. Right. And what I like to do is, you know, we, we know who we like to have on. Like, we, we know we're going to have you on. Mm-hmm. And was it you who, who suggested Batman and Robin? Yes. Um, which I, I think that's great. Like, I, <laughs> I remember being a kid and going to theaters. And, and as, as a kid, sometimes your tastes aren't quite evolved yet. Right, right. And I remember leaving the theater and like, that was not a good movie, was it? <laughs> like, it was the oh, first movie I, no. I realized I'm like, that sucked. Uh, I mean, what were they thinking? That right. looked like, a, like it looked, it, it felt like a fever dream. And, and I mean, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher, but I, Joel Schumacher did apologize a number of times for. And you know, the funny thing is, he's done some great movies. What else has he done? Um, Lost Boys. Oh, was that him? Yeah. I didn't know that. Falling down. I knew he did falling down, uh, uh, and I, I kind of feel bad because I feel like after Batman and Robin, he didn't time get to kill. Oh, I didn't know that was him either. Yeah, huh. phone booth. Yeah. Phone booth. I think I need to watch me some more Schumacher, which is a phrase I never thought I was going to say. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean he's he's done a lot of dark movies, and it was like. He was perfect for Batman at the time, I thought. And I don't, I don't hate Batman Forever. I don't think it's good, but I don't hate it. And he's explained his thought process behind the the Bat nipples specifically. Right, right. Uh, and, and, I, and I heard recently that he's actually slept with over a thousand men in real life. Good for him. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Uh, good on you, man. I think um, that was that, that was like an uh, uh, info that was uh, displayed after he died. God, that feels like it would be a full time job. Like, how did you have time to do that yeah. and direct? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of casting couch stuff. Right, right, right. Um, so when when the Snyder cut was first being thrown around, before it was like confirmed they were going to do it, right? Uh, they also said that there was Batman uh, Forever director's cut, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm genuinely interested in, in seeing that either as a cut or they also threw the idea around of making it a, a comic book, which I'm right. I, I'm with. I always wanted them to do like a comic book version of um you know the Tim Burton Superman movie that never got made. Yeah, uh Superman Lives was that yeah the, the one with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm that I would have liked to see. I I don't think it would have been good. Well, I mean, I in the comic book seen. form, I mean. 
in a comic form. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I would, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. Um, they are currently, I don't know. I think they might've just finished it up, but they're doing like a, a follow up to Burton's Batman. Right. It's, it's out right now. I think they have a series. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited to see. I've seen some of the art and I'm like, yeah, that's, just, um, watched. I think I saw the latest issue, uh, has, uh, his version of, uh, Robin. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, because right. was a, was it one of the Wayne's brothers? Was yeah, gonna and, be and brother? that's how he, he looks like he looks like a Wayne's brother in the the picture I saw. That's wild. That's cool. And it's um, so funny I, he got paid for it and never showed really? up. Uh, him and uh, Billy D. Williams was going to be Two Face, and I um, and I think <laughs> I think Billy D. would have been better than uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um. In in the Burton version, absolutely. Yes. In yes. the Schumacher version, maybe not. No, no. But I mean, I think... Two Face came off more as like a Joker clone in that movie. Yeah, I'm like I'm just seeing two Riddler Jokers, kind of sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the the movie's not completely garbage. Like I I do enjoy moments of Batman Forever. I I actually do like like it better than Batman and Robin at least. So Yeah, me too. That. Yeah. I mean uh I wonder if there's a director's cut of Batman and Robin though. <laughs> I don't know how you could like from what I've heard of the director's cut of Batman Forever, it, it's darker. But right. How, how could you possibly fix Batman and Robin? Which I guess we're gonna do in the podcast, so Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. First of all we gotta chase some actors around. <laughs> okay, oh, well, yeah. what the, the official rules though? Are yeah. we allowed to recast like actors that are living now? So here are the rules. Right. We can't do anything that the production could not do at the time. So I think that came out in nineteen ninety eight. I want to oh, say. So we have to use actors from that time period. Correct. And. If if they were you know in their twenties then, but they're in their you know fifties now, we have to go with the twenties version. Right, um, right. We can't. I mean, I would have loved if they if we could do like like Brian Cranston as Mister Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how old he would have been, but now we if we he did probably, use him, he'd probably be too to... young. He was like probably yeah. Seinfeld back then. Yeah. Uh. A lot of times when we do like older films, we can't use CGI because they wouldn't have had CGI. Or if, if we right. do, it's right. ancient. Um, but, you know, special effects for that movie was pretty good at the time, I thought. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, my complaints are not the, the CGI. No. Uh, we can only recast two actors unless, and is the we're, when we record Howard, this is actually a new role, unless right. the actor has gone on to do something awful. Because right. um, in Howard the Duck, we have Jeffrey Jones. So, uh, could I essentially mm-hmm. uh, bring back Michael Keaton? That's a good question. I never thought of that. I, If it was Batman Forever, I would say no, just because he specifically said he would not come back for it. But, but for if, Batman and Robin... If we're, if we were doing it, Essentially, if, can we do it and make it darker? So, 
I want to say one of the reasons he said he would not do it is because Tim Burton wasn't directing it. So if yes. we made Burton the director, right? Then yeah, because yeah, he's coming back for Flash and Batgirl. So I think right that, uh... times have changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's thinking with his wallet now. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he brings it. I mean, I agree. He probably is thinking with his wallet, but God, I hope he brings it. I mean, from that small clip. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it sounds like Batman. <laughs> I I love Michael Keaton. I'm upset that he hasn't been in more movies recently. I mean, he has a really good wick wig from what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his hairline is a little little rough. I mean, uh, um, I don't know if you saw the image, but he he looks exactly like like the like the Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. No, I only I think I only saw him from like the back, and he's in silhouette. No, uh, there was a shot of him like in gray really? hair. And okay. He looked. He looked I, I swear, I was like, I'm getting flashbacks. Like he looks exactly like the Bruce from Batman Beyond. What? Um, that's that's fantastic. Uh, what what is your favorite Batman movie? <sighs> hmm. I, I have a theory that everyone's favorite Batman movie is the Batman movie they they saw when they were like six or seven. Actually, I like um, Batman Returns. Me too. That yeah. that that's my favorite one. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not uh too much of a fan of Nolan stuff. You know. Okay. I didn't like the last Nolan movie that much. I mean, I like Batman Begins and I like Dark Knight, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I thought they could have been a little better. But that's just me. I enjoy Batman Begins for what it is. I really enjoy Dark Knight. And I'm baffled as to how they messed up the Dark Knight Rises as badly as they did. Right, right. I mean, uh, I feel that, you know, Batman is a fantastical character. And mm-hmm. you you do too much realism on it. And I, it kind of loses what makes it kind of special, you know? Because I think Marvel does the best combination of realism and fantasy. You know? Because in Iron Man, it none of that stuff could really happen, but right. it, you kind of believe it for some reason, you know? I just want to state for the record that I'm opening up my third beer. How are you doing on your honey whiskey? I mean, uh, I, 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 I finished my shot glass. Uh-huh. I didn't take another one since, so mm. this is why I didn't do a okay. video. Okay, <laughs> just, just me then. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> um, I hope I'm coherent. Um, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're not slurring or anything, so that's oof. good. Th- thank you for saying so. <laughs> um, you might get a hangover tomorrow, though. That's fine. I'm just. Well, I'm just at work. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I agree. I like, this. I like this conversation. I mean, we could probably go another like uh, ten hours. It seems uh, we've been going for yeah. a while. When I have to make this into a two-part episode. Have Have you done a two-parter yet? No. Oh man, um, we have a hour hour twenty cutoff. Anything goes over an hour twenty, we we making the two. Um, 
And unfortunately, when we covered cats, there's just so much garbage to sift through. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Dune was actually uh, the one from the 80s was a Razzie movie. So if you want to tackle that, you could also do that. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, what do we have? We have lined up. Um, we're doing Batman and Robin with you. We're doing Howard the Duck. We're doing Spice World. Oh, boy. Yeah, which I've never watched. Um, and then we're, we're going to cover the Razzie nominations as they come out. And then we're going to cover the Razzies, uh, the the show. Right. Then when they name the worst picture, that's that'll be our finale. We're going to fix right. the... Which I'm I'm curious to see what they go with. I've watched some some bad movies this year, but nothing quite. Have rad. you uh, decided like maybe have uh, your audience members like vote on or give you suggestions of what movie you should do? That's a good idea. I um so let's say I think there's like thirty no 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 there's like forty different Razzie winners left. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically because like there they, there was a couple of ties. Uh-huh. Everyone's like the, the year Howard won. Um, uh, I think uh, Cherry Cherry Moon or something like that. One it's a it's a Prince Prince directed movie. Right, right. Um, that's a good idea. I, th- I think we'll do that because we've we've started working on the second season. We know this is a bit of a spoiler, but like we're we're definitely going to do Starship Troopers with our friend Steve because it's his it's his Wait, guilty. That was a Razzie movie. No, no, it isn't. It's um, we're we're doing it specifically because um, our friend Steve loves it. I love that movie too. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I don't really know. But I do like Robert Heinlein, right? Who wrote the original book? <laughs> and we're definitely going to do either strip tees or showgirls. We're not sure which right. one we do. Right, you can do a double. Feature. We could do double, double, uh, D, double feature. Like a, <laughs> like a four-part series. Yeah. I mean, uh, so wait, uh, is is the show? Does your show have a, a like an end? I'm sorry. like, uh, I mean, are you gonna run out of Razzies? So you're gonna? So, I mean, how long you plan on doing the show? Um, I think. So like uh, this current season one, we are currently on episode 13, but we've only covered six Razzies, six or seven Razzies. Right. Um, Because we have other stuff that we do too. Like we, we do like uh, nothing but trouble didn't actually win. It was nominated for something else. Right. You know, um, in terms of, you know how some, some uh, podcasts um, get adapted into like live action series mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i would love i mean i think it would be a great idea uh if if they did like a series based mm-hmm. on on your podcast oh yeah and it's a documentary series that goes behind the scenes of the making of all these movies that would be I think it'd be really cool. Uh, again, we're doing Howard the Duck next, and I'm reading, reading, and watching a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and there, there's some movies that we cover that because you know, um, 
people don't intentionally go out to make no. a bad movie. You know, there has to be some kind of story behind the making of these movies, why they end up like that. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, the way we, we break the podcast out, uh, break it up is the first act is we summarize the film for anybody who hasn't watched it. Right. And the second act is we say why, why it happened this way. Uh, so like for Avatar, The Last Airbender, the biggest issue was Avatar, the blue cat movie. Right. right. Uh, so we talk all about that. And then the third act is us fixing it. Right. Right. But it, I, I agree. I think it's fascinating how nobody sets out to make a financial bomb of a movie. Right. Um, but there, there are reasons why it happens. Right. Right. And, and, and I think it's fascinating to find out those reasons. Yeah, me too. I mean, maybe you can make that, uh, make that pitch. Uh, Nothing would thrill me more than to monetize this project. Right, right. Uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, there was a podcast called Lore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adapted by Apple, I think, right? Or was it Amazon? Amazon? One of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, both Joe and I went to school for, like, he went to school for writing and I went to school for theater performance you know directing yeah um neither of us want to be doing day jobs we'd rather be creating right um so i mean how many years you plan on doing the show well i'm i'm kind of playing it as it goes uh in my experience anytime you plan ahead too far right plans don't i mean plans change like the world changes uh, so when I set out to do this, I planned out, I didn't even plan for, for, for a full season. I was like, we're going to do half a season and see what happens. Right. Um, that went well. So we're going to do a second half. And uh, we we have a lot of people interested in guesting like yourself. Um, and we're like, great. You know, we're, we're enjoying uh, the community. Uh, we enjoy your podcast. So let's keep going. Um, so right. right now we're working on the second season. Right. If it gets back I mean, as well, we'll do a third season. That's one. That's one of the good things that I didn't, didn't think was going to happen when I started the podcast. Like the community is, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Is so good, you know. And it's it's like you know everybody's like so like 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 family, you know. It's like like we're all brothers or something, you know. Absolutely, and I, and I want to thank you specifically because you you've been by far the best supporter of derazzled from the start right um like uh your podcast um (laughs) aside from family you guys uh have been the best right Um, and you know i mean i i like quality so that's why i back you guys thank thank you um so like even if it doesn't end up being like, oh, I'm going to quit my job so I can do this. It's still nice to put an episode out that I worked on and enjoy working on and then have the community back me up on that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, um, aren't you like weirded out by all these like uh, 
people from India always harassing you <laughs> on Facebook. Oh my god. Yeah, I like I know you guys are just trying to make a buck. I get it. But like don't tell me to check my DMs. And you know, they're they're I'm trying to be so slick because they're changing yeah. their profile. They're putting a, a Caucasian <laughs> yeah. person now with a Caucasian. Yeah. Name. And then you get that little DM. Like, uh, uh, you, you right. Know, uh, <laughs> Jerry Smith would like to promote you. I'm like, um, yeah, that's fine. I'm good. I'm good on that. Actually. Thanks. Thank I don't Jerry. even, I don't even reply back. <laughs> no, I'm like, didn't I just block you? God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is there like a whole, like this, a whole bunch of people in India just <laughs> focusing on that alone? It, it's a it's a weird hustle. Why India? Of all and you know places. what? Uh, I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but I I started seeing them pop up on TikTok comments. Oh wow! So like, you need me to promote your TikTok or podcast? I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> I'm seeing it on 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 Twitter now. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. So what what made you want to start a podcast? Uh, well, I mean, I just thought that it would be kind of fun, really. Uh, you know, and originally, the funny thing is, I, I was not going to include my kids. Okay. That's and interesting. It's such a if, if, you, if, you, if you listen to, like, maybe the first episode, mm-hmm. it was just me alone. And just, I just wanted to do, like, a podcast to talk about life as a father and just get my feelings out there. I didn't think anybody was going to listen. And then, you know, at the end of the episode, uh, my kids, one of my kids barged in <laughs> and, uh, you know, wanted to, to talk about something. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about something. And when, when I showed people that, that episode, <laughs> that's, that's the only part people liked. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I decided to uh, create this um, in-story concept for the show, basically. And it's kind of true. I, I I changed my whole basement to be my, basically my uh, man cave. You gotcha. Know? I created this bar. I got TVs, flat screens, you know, I got an arcade down here. Sweet. And, you know, and then the kids took it over and now it's their their <laughs> playground uh-huh. they have like uh, toy castles all over the place so nice. it, the in-story concept for the show was uh they took over my man cave and now they're taking over my podcast yeah <laughs> that's clever i like that so uh and and then we we sometimes do little skits mm-hmm. uh sometimes you know where they try to trick me and try to take over the show you know we have fun basically yeah that that is i, I like your podcast altogether, but the thing i like the most is how much fun it sounds like you're having with your kids right right and you know all of that most of the time that's that's all real yeah yeah and we we don't act really we just like decide to come up with a premise for a show and just, we just do it. And it's all, and most of the times, all one take. Oh, yeah. The kids are very talented. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even 
we do a lot of editing on our podcast, mostly yeah. for time. Um, but it's not uncommon for me to be like, hey, Joe, like I'm going to take that sentence right. or paragraph again. Right. Um, but 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 our script, or we also have like a pretty heavily scripted show. Right. And, you know, it's funny because um, most of the uh, guests I've had, I've done mm-hmm. the most editing on. And when I do the stuff with the kids, I don't, I barely do any editing at all. Huh. Why do you think that is? I don't know, because for some reason uh well what my daughter told me was that you know um she loves speaking without being on camera she feels more free and she feels that she can say whatever she wants i could see that you know and uh because when we 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 did a couple of uh uh videos Mm -hmm. for our youtube channel and yeah, she kept on messing up because she does not like to do a script at all. Okay. So, I mean, she likes to be, you know, more free with it, you know. I mean, maybe she'll do improv or something. Once she nice. goes up, you know. Do, Have you guys do ever I done do... improv, by the way, in, in, in college? Um, I, I took a course on improv and Joe's – actually, Joe's partner um, – does improv uh mm-hmm. on the side uh i don't i don't know that joe's specifically done improv but it, like we we know the rules of it pretty well right right uh and and here's a little little sneak behind the scenes behind the curtain mm-hmm. uh a, a lot of feedback we've we've heard is that like joe and i have really good chemistry which we we do like we've known each other for a while mm-hmm. um but something that helps with that is when you're editing, just taking out the air between me saying something and Joe reacting. Right, right. It's just that simple. And, you know, it, it also, when, when I'm with my kids, there's a natural chemistry there, too. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think that comes off a little bit. It, it definitely does, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so something I wanted to talk to you about before – um, either forget or we end up going. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of my the things I've wanted to get into my entire life is comic book creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get into it? I mean, uh, I I, uh, I went to school for uh, comic book illustration. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I I did a couple of uh, I illustrated a couple of comics. You know. And, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't really, it's hard to, to break into, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel and DC, you know? Yeah. I got into the office one day for an interview. Nice. It just never worked <laughs> out. I mean, most people don't make it that far. So right, nice. Right. And, uh, I did some storyboard work and, uh, some commercial work, graphic graphic design work Mm -hmm. and i decided you know i'm just i'm just gonna do my own stuff so uh a a comic book company wanted to do like uh like anthology Mm -hmm. and i decided you know let me just just submit something and i got it you know 
and it got nice. published. And I squeezed my way into pitching a, a book for this company. And right away, I got my own four-issue miniseries. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Fantastic. And um, after that, I, I, I jumped in to another graphic novel and then another graphic novel. And I'll tell you, I, I did some, some, some work I'm not proud of, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, I did a, 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 a autobiography book mm-hmm. based on uh, Joe Jonas. I, you know, I saw that <laughs> and I was like, maybe he just really likes the Jonas Brothers. No, <laughs> like... no, that was a work for higher thing. <laughs> okay. I also, did, I also did one for uh, Whitney Houston. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, but, you know, that, that actually, uh, that's the only book that I got national coverage for. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, the, the worst thing about that though, Mm -hmm. I, the book got national coverage on the news, Mm -hmm. but they never mentioned who wrote the book. Can you believe that? That's bizarre. (laughs) I was so pissed off I, yeah, I, was, yeah, I would be too they didn't they didn't even like ask me for an interview or anything i just like uh you know every time i i uh had a book come out i always every day i would go on google and just search what press i get all over right yeah, yeah. And this one day i just saw a clip uh and the clip was just oh there's a new comic book uh, uh celebrating the death of whitney houston and her life but uh-huh. they never mentioned me. Like, what kind of hack reporter is that? That that seems like reporting 101. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was that was lame. Yeah. But uh, I, I got a couple of other books. I, I did a I did a big uh, superhero comic book. It took me uh, a good. T- no, five or six years to complete, and I'm okay. I'm considering this my version of what the Watchmen. It's like a murder mystery. Oh, sweet! Uh, like superhero story, and uh, it's called uh, Super Egos. Okay, yeah. and is, is it out yet, or are you still working on it? It's done, but it's with this uh, publishing company that it's it's tied up. In this publishing okay. company, because I don't know if they're still going to be around. I'm trying to wait it, wait it out, and see oh. if I can get the rights back and take it somewhere gotcha. else. You know, it's one of those deals. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, maybe I might bite, bite back. I'm thinking so, about doing that. For for somebody who's wanting to get in, get into comics like myself, uh, what advice do you have? Well. Uh, you know, uh, mostly if you you want to work uh on your own books, or do you want to work with uh established characters? That's a good question. Um, I think I would imagine it would be a little easier to start working with your own characters. Right. Well, if you then you have to go either the self publishing route mm-hmm. or pitch your book to some of the smaller 
publishers. You know, you got you got maybe even even image. You know, it, 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 I always imagined image as like, you know, DC Marvel are top tier, and then image is like directly right behind it. Right, but you see, they they take a lot of like up and comer and like self creator own comics. That's cool. I never that. I mean, Robert Kurtman didn't mm-hmm. do anything before. You know, he did a couple of like self published stuff, and he just did Walking Dead, and that just blew up all of a sudden. And that's mm-hmm. not a even re- that's not even an original idea. You know. Oof. And I think he's uh, one of the, the top people at Image now. Right, right. And he ended that book, and it's still, you know, selling. Yeah. Regardless, forever now. Yeah, I. He's set for life. Yeah, he said that's wild. Um, but you know, well, you have the leverage now because you have a little bit of notoriety with the show. I mean, you can always use that as mm-hmm. uh, in your pitch, you know. True, it's true. For for me, I need to find an artist, right? Uh, right. And I right. I've collaborated before. I'm collaborating currently. There's there's a another comic I'm working on called um, The Eyes of the Needle, uh, which should come out next year. Mm-hmm. Another quarter one, but after that, I I'll need to start my hunt for an artist again. Right. Uh, I mean. At one point, it was easy for, uh, for for comic book creators to to get noticed because you know, uh, comicology used to have a way to to submit. Oh, really? Comics, right. And I think since uh, Amazon took them over, it's a little bit more oh. complicated now to uh, to submit to them. That but, sucks. I mean, you could still try. To, to release it on Amazon, you know, because I think you could um, digitally release your book on Amazon okay. at, at no fee. You know, you, you can just sell it. I mean, they take a percentage of your uh, sales, but you can also use the show to promote the book and sell. Oh, know, yeah. yeah. You know, sell it that way, you know. I mean, have you have you gotten anything from the whole uh, un- promotional like aspects from the show, like you know, the the donation thing? I tried that, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't really, I don't get anything from that. Um, I, I haven't. We we're just now because we we only started to get a, a following in our last couple of episodes, right? Um. We've stuck with the the basic like anchor offers. Right, right. I got the same um, thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, starting... see, I see a lot of these podcasts. They have these patreons, and I click on their patreons, and it's I'm surprised that they're getting that money. Oh, are they? are they? Yeah, I haven't even they looked. Show, they I've show them at the bottom of the Patreon how much mm-hmm. they're making, and some of them are like thousands. That's wild. Have they? Are they um, podcasts that have been around for a while? Or are they? I'm. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, we we started around the same time, right? Like, I think our right. first the release. Like, I think you started a couple of months before me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, 
uh, yeah, some of these people have been doing it for like tens, tens of years. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, maybe you have to build a massive following for that to happen. But you know, I I looked at some of these Patreons, and I'm trying to figure out uh, to do it myself. And mm-hmm. some of the 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 you know they have little tears. Yeah. Right. And some of them don't offer anything. They're just like, okay, just support us for $2 a month. Okay. And then there's another one that says, you know, or you'll get the show like uh, a couple of days early. I mean, is that even worth money? I, I mean, I guess if you were supportive of that person's art, then sure. Um, but if I was like, if I was purely thinking of it as a consumer, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of, different podcasts but i'm not mm. gonna you know pay for it i just feel yeah. weird like how do you how do you make money off of it i'm trying to figure that out you know and i've pe- people that are like at the same level that we are i've seen them monetize their podcast like you have to pay before you can even listen to it I'm like what <laughs> yeah i mean uh, unless they have a built-in audience beforehand i don't know yeah um, I'm like, wouldn't you want to first build a listenership before you even thought of doing that? Yeah, I never understood that. And then, you know, uh, I see some some podcasts, they're selling T-shirts and mugs, mm. and they've only been out for like maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I I do, like, we, we've talked about um, doing that, but starting with really simple, just with like stickers. Right, right. Uh, which I'm, I'm, I think would be really cool i mean personally i don't want to sell anything that i i wouldn't buy um exactly exactly uh and i'm like our logos i like our logo i I think it'd be it would work well as a sticker maybe not as a t-shirt but right right i mean uh the most we've done right now is uh, i gave the kids their own spinoff basically on youtube they do videos and I don't know if that's going to catch on or not, because you got to get a lot of viewers before you get anything on YouTube, you know? Yeah, it's it, I'm sh- I know there's a there. It's possible to monetize a podcast, but I have no idea how to do it. I mean, in in the technical sense, yes, we're monetized, but in a, in a way that like it would matter. No. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to get like thousands and thousands of listeners per episode yes 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 and some of them do like you know um like kevin smith mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and uh, uh, you know a lot of celebrities do. joe rogan i think he gets like hundred thousand a week or something <sighs> yeah yeah I'm like man, I, would, I just want to be able to and by the way you know up, but... uh, i i listen to conan o'brien mm-hmm almost every week on podcast and you guys beat them. That is wild. Uh, on, on good bots. Yeah. Good bots. So I know he's pulling in thousands and thousands. So, I mean, but I guess the fans on good pods got you guys. I, I think we, you and I are both early enough to the good pods show. Right. Uh, that we're, we're able to land these numbers. And my hope is that one, it will continue. Good pods will continue to grow. And that two, since we're early to the show, mm-hmm. uh, we can continue to grow with it. 
Right, right. And, and, and I know for a fact that I've gotten more listeners from Good Pods. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been really helpful. Yeah. And it's good for the marketing too. Yes. So, Good Pods, if you uh, want to advertise and sponsor both of our shows, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will do it. Uh, love to talk to you, um, you guys on the show. Even like I, we don't normally do like in in interview advertisement type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, g- getting our podcast set up on their service, uh, we had to talk to them about a couple things, and they've been super helpful mm-hmm. um, and like really nice. Like normally, when you talk to a tech department, they're like, meh, meh, right, meh. right. But they're like, no, no, no. Like you know what can we do to help and just be genuine human beings about it? Right. And you know, uh, uh, you know how uh, anchor gives us like these tens, 10 different options to have the show on. Mm. But uh, when I, when I Googled it, we are on probably 10 more really? options that we didn't even know about. You, uh, know? Yeah, uh, you, you told me about pod chaser and I was like, yeah, we're on that. Yeah. I mean, it's not as uh, fine-tuned as Good Pods, I thought. Right, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Okay. um, So it's not just me. I was like, am I stupid, or is this just not quite as polished? No, no, no. And then I also saw, like, um, like, uh, there's another one called uh, Podcast Addicts. I've seen that one. I haven't played with it yet. Yeah, and then I found another one called Verbal. I have not heard of that one. Yeah, apparently, it's you know I don't know how uh, they're 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 making money off our, our stuff. What? <laughs> you know, because they have ads on that website, and I'm sure they make money oh. off the traffic. You know. Huh. What? So, not. Cool. I don't. I don't know who's making money. It's probably Anchor making the money. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a lot of other websites. All these websites that, that I checked out, they all have ads on their websites. So I'm sure they're making money off of our our shows. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. And I found I found another one recently called Bullhorn. Okay. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's 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 uh so far I found 10 more. 10 more <sighs> websites. Yeah. Well, and, I'm I'm glad that it's easy for people to find us. Right. Um, hopefully we can see some of that monies <laughs> down the road. Yeah, that's all I can. I mean, I'm continuing to work on the podcast itself to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, right, right. And then try to Have spread the word. Have you set up your uh, own website? Yeah, yeah. We were able to do that pretty early on. Um, we use uh, Google Site Builder, which... Um, after a day or two, I was able to figure out how to do it. Uh, and it was pretty cheap to host it. Okay. Uh, I went with uh, the most cheap way, like WordPress. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you pay like $12 a year. So it's, it's pretty, pretty uh-huh. cheap. Okay. Um, and we, uh, we, we're now starting a fellow podcaster pet page. So if you have any pets you want to send over and, have on our page we'll we'll link your podcast to it and show your pets right well, that's cool uh what I, what i wanted to start doing i mean you know some of these patreons 
they charge people to do like shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel weird about doing that. So I, I've been doing free shout outs on my show. Okay. So my daughter has been asking her, you know, friends in class, you know, uh-huh. this week we're going to do a shout out for you. We're going to do a shout out for you. You know, it's a way to get, cool. get people in the school to listen to the show as well. So, I mean, there's that. I, I did you ever listen to my brother, my brother and me? Uh, is that a podcast? Yeah. No. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's been around for a long time. It's not an indie one at all, but they used to do podcasts, and I I don't know if it was for money, but I feel like it probably was. Um, they they don't do it anymore, but I I agree. It feels kind of weird to monetize that. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, who knows? Uh, maybe if I get fired from my job, I I might have to do it full time. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on to your your first after hours episode. It was a, I had a really good time. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope uh, we can do it again. And and uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, when we do your show, I hope it's not like a six hour episode. <laughs> uh, that might be a little bit too much, Batman and Robin. But uh, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, well thanks for having me on. Um, hopefully people dig dig this and uh you can find my stuff over at Dorazzle anywhere everywhere um and then uh we'll have you on pretty soon yes yes and if it's good and and it's uh successful i want to be on again absolutely yeah uh, unfortunately I, there's uh, a lot of bad superhero movies <laughs> i mean i don't have to do superhero movies i can do other movies it's true yeah <laughs> you know we should do like uh we should go really risque we should do like porn parodies or something you know what's weird is we were just talking about that last night <laughs> we're like there are there's some like porn parodies out there that like what if we try to fix porn <laughs> yeah I, I think there was a simpsons <laughs> one and a family guy one. oh god i was thinking of the like adam west batman one um oh. well, we're, we're talking, I'm, I'm trying to talk Joe into it. I, I feel like we could probably make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Uh, thanks for, for having me on. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. We'll have you on soon. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you so much for being on the first episode. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.